The natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Hello and welcome to episode 323 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Wednesday wellness episode. And we're just going to talk about a variety of different health things that I have piled up in my notes and emails and wherever. Let's start out at the basics and work our way forward. Uh, Let's see this one. This one doesn't even come out. So we don't have to worry about that one. (laughs) That's multiple sclerosis charity type thing. Which we don't like to support charities unless we're paying directly to something to help it instead of going to a variety of people that ends up with maybe 10% of the money actually getting to the charity. Uh, we got some. We're not having too good luck with this so far. I'm looking at clinical trials. There is a clinical connection website you can go to to search for clinical trials within a certain area of where you live. If you're starting out, if you're newly diagnosed, you're going to, you may have RMS, you may be RRMS, relapse and remitting multiple sclerosis. If you first get diagnosed, and then you've got a better chance of getting into clinical trials if you're freshly diagnosed or within the first few years. Uh, look into clinical trials if you want to try and get something instead of paying outright for a medication. You can take a chance whether you get the medication or you get a placebo. But uh, Clinical Connections, one of the sites I used to roam through to check for trials uh you can just research clinical trials in your web browser and you'll find stuff uh, related to it that might be able to help you Uh, a lot of these pages aren't even helping me out that i had Bookmarks, I don't know why I bookmarked them. Some resources for people with MS, programs, and sites you can always check out for things is above, above MS.com's one. Uh, yeah, the National MS, Multiple Sclerosis Society, NMSS. And you can find financial resources and all that through National MS Society. They're really good for it. WebMD, of course, will give you all kinds of information. They'll scare the shit out of you if you're looking for it. Uh, but none of those are what I am looking for, so that's not good. Anyway, I thought I had some good stuff set up. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything fresh? To go with Sativex. If you don't know, Sativex is the brand name for a cannabis-based drug called Naboxamols. It's the only drug in the UK with a license to treat muscle stiffness and spasms. 
spasticity caused by MS. A license gives permission for a medicine to be used to treat certain symptoms. Uh, I believe it's throughout Canada also. So you can, if you're there, you can, you should be able to find ways to get it. Uh, if you would like to try it. Cannabis-based medicines it's used to treat common MS symptoms like muscle stiffness and spasms. Spasticity, uh, it's a spray that you use in your mouth. It contains two chemicals from the cannabis plant called cannabinoids. They're in an equal mix of tetrahydrocannabinoil and THC and cannabinoil CBD. Uh yeah, it's pretty simple because it's just a mouse spray, sometimes called an oromucosal spray. You start off by taking one dose a day, then you slowly add more doses until you get the, the most relief from your symptoms. You mustn't take more than 12 doses of sativix a day, which I don't know why. Uh, there's no reasoning beyond pharmaceutical means for that because uh, of you can smoke however much cannabis you want and you're going to be it's going to affect everybody differently but I don't see why there has to be a limit of 12 doses of sativix a day but uh, let's see, it helps with the spasticity and stuff like that. We know all about that. Sativix. May also help other symptoms, including bladder problems, difficulty sleeping, and tremors. Uncontrolled shaking of the legs or arms. Uh, restless leg syndrome and stuff be good for I would think uh, it sounds like you can get it in places like England Wales Northern Ireland uh, They're trying to get more access to it, but the side effects of it, feeling sick, feeling sleepy, dizziness, tiredness, diarrhea, headaches, dry mouth, uh, but no kidney failure, death or anything like that, like some other things that we've taken. See if they got anything with this approved report, approved but denied. It's, they don't have no updated reports yet. I don't know why, why we can't find out more about where it's, could be used. Um, we do have a 2022 edition. If you want to support shrimp. Shamar Moore, character from, I believe, like NCIS, 
or is it CSI? But his mom has multiple sclerosis, and he's got his little baby girl line of clothing you can pick up. Let's go to baby girl. Baby girl. BYSFM.com if you want to support Shamara Moore with that stuff. Uh, let's see here. This was, well, this was last updated in 2020, though that doesn't really help us either. And it talks about sativics being used for stubborn symptoms of MS, like bladder problems, pain, muscle spasms. Also helps with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, I wish we could find out at least some more layouts about where it's going to be. Let's see if it brings up anything. I don't know, that is for CTVEX in the United States. So I'm guessing Big Pharma is still holding it out, not allowing it to come to the United States, which makes no sense because they'll allow you to have crap they know nothing about when we have something that's been tested for quite a few years and we're not getting uh, no new access to it by other states. So... I don't know what we're going to, why they're so obsessed with just working on the big farmer shit, not focusing on stuff that doesn't cause all these extra side effects. But, all right, let's look at the importance of early diagnosis of MS. It's very, it's important, yeah. That's common sense. Uh, To describe the current understanding of the diagnosis and treatment of multiple sclerosis, MS, and to explore the use of... Well, see, now this is where it's it's a report about stuff. It tells you what the report's going to be about, and they they give you a conclusion that patients with... Clinically isolated events should be referred promptly to a neurologist for assessment, including MRI scans, duh. Uh, damn. Man, this is a bad day for this. And I haven't much luck with all the all shit I got piled up. And say so half the stuff's not there anymore. The website's pages don't come up anymore. Or it's just a bunch of gibberish. And it's even more gibberish when it comes out of my mouth. All right, words that you should know if you have multiple sclerosis. Fatigue, the most common and prominent symptom of MS. Vision problems, for many, are the first signs of MS. Inflammation of the optic nerve, optic neuritis, can cause blurred vision, eye pain, and blind spots. Colors may appear dimmer than normal. Other common eye problems include double vision, and involuntary eye movement, nystagmus, brain fog, and more. MS can make it difficult to remember things, pay attention or concentrate, process information, find the words to speak fluently, 
cognitive problems, brain fog, your thoughts are cloudy and you can't think clearly, everything seems surreal and fuzzy. Brain fog is also called MS brain, cog fog, cotton brain, cotton brain ninny mugging. Slurred speech is often caused by the loss of coordination of the tongue, lip, cheek, and mouth muscles. Along with slurred speech, people with MS may also have trouble swallowing. Loopy. If you're loopy, you're feeling tired and as if you were drunk. Jelly legs and more. If you feel as if your legs aren't working correctly. As if you were drunk, then you have jelly legs, jello legs, or noodle legs. People who experience this sensation may also describe themselves as tipsy, and people that see you from a distance may also subscribe you as a daytime drunk or something that they see in the morning hours. Or a little early in the day to be wasted, isn't it? drunk and you're parking in the handicap spot that makes sense <laughs> hallway pinball this term describes weaving from side to side as you walk when you have ms your legs sometimes become wobbly weak and tired you may lose control of them causing you to bounce from one side of the hallway to another like a pinball in a pinball machine they all start to pull towards usually I pull towards the left side more but I fall more to the right side (laughs) so so I said in the past I had those episodes where I was walking and also my body just turned took a right turn right into a wall for some reason turned before it was supposed to wooden legs wooden legs Wooden legs, which refers to the stiffness in legs, stiff leg. Uh, Foot drop, which is weak muscles, make it hard for you to lift the front part of your foot or feet as you walk. Foot drop is a common symptom of MS. I have mine so far mostly when I'm laying down. I've only had a random amount of times where I was walking and my foot dropped down and I tripped off it. But usually I'll be in bed and it just like locks and cramps and pulls downward and I got it. I'm trying to push up against it. I'll grab my cane and put the handle part under my foot and pull up on my foot to try and get the relief and the release of getting it straight. I thought I bought a temporary foot brace. Yeah, I could have swore I got it not long ago, about a month ago. I got to find that thing because I have been having a lot of episodes the past couple weeks with it So at night time. So. And I know I am going to start back up on my baclofen. I'll probably go to one pill a day. Starting out and gradually work my way up until the stuff, shit stops at night. I don't want to get back up to, I think, it. when I recently went off it, I was up to seven pills a day. 
Those are muscle relaxers, so yeah, it's not good to have those pumping through your system all day long. Shooting pains and the Hermes sign. Chronic or acute pain is now considered a major MS symptom. It's now considered. It should have been considered a long fucking time ago. Because we have a lot of chronic pain and stabbing pain and acute pain and shit. Shooting pains are usually acute, meaning they come on suddenly and intensely and then disappear. But many doctors in the past, the reason it wasn't classified until now, more more knowingly is because doctors didn't believe it was an MS symptom back then. The Hermes sign is a type of shooting pain that originates in the back of the neck and often shoots down the spine and sometimes out to the legs and arms. Many people describe the sensation as an electric shock, and sometimes I describe it as an electrical orgasm, spinal orgasm. Sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's more orgasmic-y, <laughs> like, but it's weird as hell, and yeah, you spin your head forward and you get electrocuted from your neck to your toes or somewhere in between. Zingers, brain darts, and brain zaps. All of these terms refer to shooting pains. It can happen anywhere, randomly, at any time. MS hugs and more. The term MS hugs describes a constricting pressure around the chest or waist area. The pain level can range from annoying to fucking extreme and is often accompanied by a burning sensation. This feeling is caused by spasms of the muscles between your ribs. The MS hug is also called the MS girdle banding. I just call it a pain in the ass, gorilla grabbing, body crunching, rib crushing, it's a variety of different pains, though. It's sometimes it's crushing, sometimes it's just one side or one area. Uh, sometimes it's the whole upper torso, torso. It's just fucking annoying. And I'm pretty much a person that gets MS hugs. I'd say five days a week. On average, it's one of my more prevalent symptoms is the hug, the fatigue, spasticity, the tippiness, the stabbing, the overall pains. It's just all shit noise. (laughs) I can't really rate which ones are worse than others or which ones happen more than others. They all like to happen randomly whenever. Spazzy. Spasticity is a common symptom of MS. It can occur in any area of the body, but usually affects the legs. Your muscles may simply feel tight or they can intensely be intensely painful. There are two types of spasticity. Flexor. This affects the back of the leg, the hamstrings, and the upper thigh, the hip flexors. And extensor. This affects the front and upper thigh, quadriceps, and inside the upper leg abductors. 
people with spasticity may describe themselves as spazzy. Never really heard that one before. I love these names that they're just giving our stuff. Twitchy. If you're twitchy, you experience twitching from spasticity. Pins and needles. Because it MS affects the central nervous system. An overall feeling of pins and needles is quite common. This sensation is generally felt in the limbs. I guess that's all the different terms that they have written down. I can think of more, but I can't right now. <laughs> Just one of my cognitive things. But yeah, there's a variety of a lot more things that we can deal with tippiness and vertigo and all that shit. Uh, the heat wipeout, cold wipeout old spasticity. What's the difference between acute decimated encephalomitis, myelitis, and MS? Acute decimated encephalomyelitis, ADEM, and multiple sclerosis, MS, are both inflammatory autoimmune disorders. Our immune system protects us by attacking foreign invaders that enter the body. Sometimes the immune system mistakenly attacks healthy tissue. In ADEM and MS, the target of the attack is myelin. Myelin is the protective insulation that covers nerve fibers throughout the central nervous system. Damage to our myelin makes it difficult for signals to get through from the brain to get through to other parts of the body. This can cause a wide variety of symptoms depending on the areas that are damaged. Symptoms in both ADEM and MS include vision loss, muscle weakness, and numbness in the limbs. Problems with balance and coordination as well as difficult walking are common in severe cases. Paralysis is possible. Symptoms vary according to the location of the damage within the central nervous system. For ADEM, symptoms come on suddenly. Unlike MS, they can include confusion, fever, nausea, vomiting, headache, and seizures. Most of the time, an episode of ADEM is a single occurrence. Recovery usually begins within days, and the majority of people make a full recovery within six months, which must be nice. MS lasts a lifetime. In relapsing, remitting forms of MS, symptoms come and go, but may lead to accumulation of disability. People with progressive forms of MS experience steady deterioration and permanent disability. You can develop either condition at any age. However, ADEM is more likely to affect children, while MS is more likely to affect young adults. So, yeah. There's several key factories in ADEM that distinguishes it from MS, including sudden fever, confusion, and possibly even coma. 
There are rare, these are rare in people with MS. Similar symptoms in children are more likely to be ATEM. So, if you're considering that, I mean, we have so many people that come on to the MS sites. <clears throat> They're like, my doctor won't give me my MS diagnosis. Why not? I have this, 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 and this. Am I not like you? Can't I be part of your group? It's like, no. Quit trying to be. It's like, our shit is not curable. There is no cure for MS. So why not look into other things that it might be and hope like hell you have something that can be cured? And maybe you got Lyme disease. In a few years, you can get it out of your system, clean yourself up, and be back to normal. Maybe you got some other type of neurological symptom. And you're not fibromyalgia or something, and it's not as severe as MS. Be happy if you have those, but look into those before you go deep into the MS part of it. Let's see, does apple cider vinegar go bad? I was curious about this myself. It's often used in cooking and baking or to make marinades, dressings, and even beverages. And to make it, chopped apples are covered with water and left to ferment from ethanol. So you would think it wouldn't go bad if it just sits fermenting before you even get to use it. It's not often that an entire bottle of apple cider vinegar is used in one sitting, which may leave you wondering whether it ever expires. Uh, the acidic nature of the vinegar makes it a self-preserving pantry staple, which means it generally never sours or expires. Uh, it has antimicrobial properties that make it a self-preserving pantry staple. While it technically never expires, storing it in a cool, dark place helps preserve its quality. I stupidly got mine. Well, it is a cool, dark place. It's in my fridge. Uh, as apple cider vinegar may undergo subtle aesthetic changes over time while exposed to oxygen, but this doesn't significantly change its nutritional quality or shelf life, which is good to know. It's basically acidic and has antimicrobial properties that make it self-preserving. This means that it's safe to consume and use in recipes, even if it's old. However, apple cider vinegar can undergo aesthetic changes over time that may slightly change its taste, texture, or appearance. This is primarily due to chemical changes that happen when it's exposed to oxygen. Still, these types of changes do not affect the shelf life of apple cider vinegar. And it's not dangerous to consume it when it gets old. So that's good to know. As I have thrown it out in the past, thinking that it changed the way it looked and stuff like that. So I'm happy to know that it doesn't go bad. <laughs> but we're going to end it there today. Started out rough trying to find shit that's just not there anymore. Apparently my information so old that they took it off, off the internet. <laughs> or it was information that was no good to start with but who knows but we got through a few things hopefully learned a couple things 
And we'll get back to you again probably tomorrow with the Comics and Health Thursday episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Put that monster in a box. Lock him up and toss him in the river. Uh, Terrell Crimson Skull Comic Club. Check out Hunter Skull. Rate, review. Give us positive or negative feedback. We don't care. Send us messages, letters. Uh, just give us five stars. We don't care if you like us or not. You can tell us about it. We'll talk about it. We'll listen to you. We'll see if we can change something. Maybe make it better for you. But give us five stars. Rate, review us. Tell a friend. And we'll talk to you again soon. Be good. <laughs>